For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology that you trust and rely on by helping you across all the places where you write the most. With one click, you can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply quickly with suggestions based on your context and goals. Accelerate productivity for you and your teams. More than 30 million people rely on Grammarly to help them with their writing today. Applying to new jobs? With Grammarly by your side, you can apply to your dream job with confidence by tailoring your cover letter and revising your resume in seconds. A big presentation coming up? Let Grammarly create a personalized outline to get you organized so you can transform your ideas into a compelling presentation. For your next vacation, it can help you create a whole itinerary. Grammarly is here to assist you at every step of your writing so you can show up with confidence. You'll be amazed at what you can do. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now, we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. I'm so excited for what the Holy Spirit has already done today and what he's continuing to do in your life. I want to encourage you guys to feel free to reach out to us, share your testimonies as to what God is doing in you, through you, as you watch the live stream, as you listen into the podcast, or you might even watch this on satellite TV, on King TV, Prayer TV, Vision TV in Pakistan. So I bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. If you want to hear God, if you want to prophesy, I I have the e-course available for you on charismacourses.com. It's called Entry-Level Prophecy. You'll learn how to hear God, how to encourage people, how to comfort people, how to edify people by being activated and spending time in the presence of God. So that e-course, Entry-Level Prophecy, is available for you on charismacourses.com. But guys, I'm excited for our special guest today. We've got John Burton, who's been developing and leading ministries for the over 25 years. And he's a sought-out teacher, prophetic messenger, and revivalist. He ministers in churches and at camps and conferences throughout the nation and the world. He's authored more than 10 books, and he's written numerous articles for Charisma Magazine. So I want you to help welcome John Burton to Adventures in the Spirit. John, thank you so much for being part of today's episode. Yeah. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure. Um, John, we love to capture people's story and you're a fiery revivalist. I've read your articles. You know, they, they ministered to me. I know they ministered to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. But I, I want to know first and foremost, how you came to know Jesus personally. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up, I grew up squeaky clean. You know, I grew up in the church and I actually grew up Catholic. And at the age of 16, uh, moved out of the Catholic church in, into a super cool spirit filled experience. And, and so kind of lived that way. 
but I wasn't really, I didn't really come alive. I mean, I didn't really have that encounter until it was a few years later. And I was, it was just a season of just crying out to God to really crying out to God that I, I didn't even know how to connect with. And, and I would see people connecting, connecting and encountering and all this stuff. I'm like, what in the world is that? And I told God, I, I'm like, all of this is fake. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't, if you're not legit, I don't want anything to do with you. I told him straight up, but I said, if it is, and if you are, uh, I'll die for you. And it was, it was right after that, that he just invaded me. Can't put words to it. Uh, it was in a moment, just boom. And I prophesied for the first time in my life at that time. And he just rocked me. And so in terms of salvation, you know, I look backwards at the previous part of my life and yeah, I mean, saved. Yes. But at that point, I was, I was, there was no turning back, you know, and that, that was the powerful moment that I can always look back on and say, yeah, that, that was significant. That's so awesome. And then how did you come to experience and empower uh, the Holy Spirit in your life? Well, I mean, it started at that point and it was, it was almost, you know, almost automatic, I guess, in when you encounter God, I mean, you just kind of enter into that realm and you can't deny it. You know, and uh, I think we need to do we need a lot more teaching and um, uh, ministry in that regard uh, and truly, really encountering the Holy Spirit, because there's so much out there that's really fake. And, and, and let me say it this way. There's a lot of people out there that are legitimately hungry and they and, and, and they've, they've learned all the Holy Spirit moves. But for whatever reason, they haven't actually powered through and had that that experience, that encounter. Oh my gosh, that is so huge. And, um, but it does, it's not only a one-time thing, of course, it's, it's, it's continual and boy, you go through life, any of us do. And, and God is continually stretching us and, and breathing into us and pulling on us. And so these, these Holy spirit moments are progressive. And, and so I'm still in the middle of that, you know, all these years later. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they are. We are constantly we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but we also need the constant infilling of the Holy Spirit. And especially now in this season that we're in and you love the presence of God, you love revival. I mean, that that comes across in your articles, in your podcasting, your videos, your resources. And so recently I saw a, a, a video of yours about revival and riots. I was wondering if you could expand on that for those viewing and listening into this. Yeah, you know, we're, I mean, what a year this has been unparalleled. It's been crazy. And, you know, and we've seen, we've seen the riots, unfortunately. And I think the riots are there because revival is not. And I'm, uh, I'm about to write an article for Charisma um, coming up pretty quick regarding the issue of authority. And, and so we can look out at the landscape of this, this nation, if not the world, and we can see just radical rebellion to authority. We see that everywhere with the riots and all, with all of that. But it's also it's also being exposed in the church or in believers to where, uh, I mean, even even with all of the, for example, the anti-maskers, and I'm not, we're not going to get into that, I'm sure. But let me just make a quick point, and I don't even know where you stand on this. And I'll tell you what, if I had to, if I had to make a if I had to choose one of the two, I hate the masks. I, 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 we could, we could talk about that forever, but this is John Burton's perspective. I believe there's an unhealthy way if you're an anti-masker to be an anti-masker. And that's, that's with a rebellious spirit an anti-authority spirit. And so we're seeing through that and through so many different ways, we're seeing this anti-authority thing um, manifesting in the world for sure, but also in the church. 
this this uh, resistance to leadership, resistance to the church, resistance to pastors and all of that kind of stuff. We're seeing it really explode this year. Right. And I don't believe we're going to see revival or at least wide scale until we have this authority issue dealt with, because we need to learn how to submit, how to honor. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. But uh, it's 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 a big deal. Yes, 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 it is. We're seeing so much, lots of mixed signals, mixed frequencies, mixed messages going on politically, spiritually. But I think at the end of the day, where's Jesus? We need to find Jesus. I've got a group of friends. We prayed over the COVID tents at the hospitals. We brought in power evangelists here. It's it's a group I, I work with called Firestorm United, led by my friend Scott Gilbert. You know, he's taken teams to these BLM protests on the oceanfront and prayed for people. And recently they saw someone get saved and receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I think more of that. I hope that that encourages people. Oh, man. <laughs> and, See, and going back to the encounter is when, when you when you have those encounters – a lot of these uh, other issues are maybe not fully dealt with, but the edge is taken off because you fall in love with Jesus and that, that anti-authority thing starts to, starts to fall off of you and, or whatever, whatever the issue is. And we need more encounter. We need, we need, we need revelation of who Jesus is. And then all of this other stuff's going to fall into place. But I, I believe that the 2020 stuff that we're experiencing this year is exposing a lot in all of us. I mean, yeah. I've been in a place where I'm like, Jesus, you know, we, you know, little weak spots or Achilles heels or, you know, God, how can I shore that part up in my life or, you know, refine me or sharpen me or all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, and the, the, the further you go in the Lord, man, the more you get of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's crazy sometimes. Yes. So here's a question. How does the church do that? How do we, as the universal church, how do we kind of sift through all that and look at who we need to look at the most, which is Jesus? What would you say? Yeah, well, I mean, I go back to what I've believed for years. We've got to get back to um, prayer. And not, I'm not talking about prayer meetings. We need, we need a spirit of prayer, a spirit of burning to rest on the church, n completely non-negotiable. You know, my, my perspective is let's, let's cancel pretty much everything that's going on in church world today, uh, except prayer. And let's, let's recalibrate this thing. And from that, from that place, then we can see some of this other stuff happen, but uh, we've got to get back to, to prayer. And again, not prayer meetings, not, or not quote unquote, little prayer meetings or having your nice little scheduled time or your prayer lists or whatever. I'm talking about that spirit of prayer that captures uh, um, everybody. So when we get into that place where our whole life and our lifestyle is, is intercession and prayer, uh, the prophetic's going to kick or the dreams and visions are going to kick, you know, and then Jesus is going to be revealed in his, in, in, in his glory. Uh, it's going to be, he's going to be vivid uh, in our spirits. And, but it's shocking to me, I guess not shocking anymore. I've been in it too long, but it's, it's sad saddens me that I don't know if I want to use the word most, I don't usually use the word most, but I think most, Churches, ministries are doing what they're doing without a spirit of prayer, mm. which is it's dangerous, if not ridiculous. Right. And there's always, before we, we go live, I, I talk to my guests, and I just mentioned to you about what I'm seeing in this season, where 
I've seen promotions and demotions. And I've said that before, you know, for people who are familiar with my podcast and some people that I thought would rise to the occasion during this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the political unrest, a, a lot of the things going on. So there are ministries I thought would rise to the occasion, but they didn't. It seemed like they they shirked back and they're cowering. Um, and then others who, other churches and ministries who, you know, they were probably about ready to close their doors. They rose to the occasion. They're ministering to people, giving them food and, and just going above and beyond the resources. And they're being blessed through that. There's been what a lot of people call a reset politically, but even spiritually speaking. Maybe that's a, a loaded conversation, but I'm seeing a reset where the whole paradigm that we used to have is radically changing for the church. There's a lot of churches where I'm currently at that I, I feel are still just waiting to go back to the way it was. But I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was. It's a radical shift, reset, a complete different change of how we reach people, how we love people, how we're, you know, whether it's on the media, whether whatever it is that God's showing us. But what are you seeing? Yeah, I I actually think that there's a there's a there's a danger out there because I do believe to an extent that getting back to normal is going to be achievable, which mm -hmm. should terrify us. Absolutely terrify us because because I'm watching, I'm watching some churches even now they just want to get back. And what is their normal? Their normal is just let's gather together and let's let's have a Sunday service and sing some songs and have our preaching and pay our tithes and let's let's kind of get back to that. And I believe to an extent that we're going to be able to see that happen, but that should terrify us because that's going to, boy, that's going to expose the the lack of depth and hunger and the lack of, of, of being tuned in with the, what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church today. So if churches are getting back to normal and they're just doing the Sunday, you know, the Sunday go to church thing and that's it, that is a huge problem. I want to find these churches that are awakened in the place of intercession. They're awakened to the place of repentance and crying out. Mm -hmm. well, where are these churches? I don't see a lot of them. There's some of them out there, but I don't see a lot of them. And so I, I, we're in a we're in a tough, tough time. We need these remnant ministries to rise up and take care of business because you're right. We cannot ever get back to church as usual again. In fact, I've been preaching this for years before the pandemic and everything. It's like we got to stop this this church as, as usual thing. It's it's really it's spiritually killing people and it's it's uh, it's threatening uh, the harvest. Yes. And John, I want to give you permission. If if the Holy Spirit lays something on your heart and it's it's it might even pierce my heart, please feel free to say it. Be yourself. Be obedient to the word of the Lord because I mean, this is a tough topic that we're talking about because you and I both love the bread of Christ. We love the church. I mean, <clears throat> we've given our lives to the bride. But we have this insatiable hunger for the presence of God, the manifest presence, the person of Jesus, you know, calling people to him. We've, we, we want to push, push past the fluff. We want to see the bride mature and awaken. And this, this, this opportunity that we've been giving, a lot of us have missed it. A mm -hmm. lot of us have missed it. You know, um, in, in my current state, 
you know, there, there are parents who can't go back to work right now. They have to work in their homes and then their kids can't go back to school and churches are sitting empty five days a week when they could be open to provide relief for the parents, to provide an education for the kids, to mentor the kids, to let, let the kids go to virtual learning and different things. But the church is kind of missing this opportunity because they've been holding back or just thinking that it will go back to the old model. But the old model is done away with. We, we need community now. It's not just church. It's not just Sunday or Wednesday. It's community. It's a city on a hill, you know, so you know, for that, I want to call people to the presence of Jesus, but to think forwardly, to think future, you know, but also having Jesus be in the center of it all, because we've lost a generation who are rioting on the streets, but I'm not going to say that they are lost because they are redeemable. I believe that the radicals will arise in the name of Jesus, that they'll come to him like never before, whether they're, um, uh, Antifa or BLM, whoever they are, I could see them as uh, through the eyes of Jesus, that he loves them. He wants to reach them right there where they are. He wants Christians to radically reach out to them, to pray for them during the protests and the riots, to love them, to father them, because Jesus had Simon the Zealot as a disciple. Simon the Zealot had a dagger, and he, he was ready for to be overthrow the Roman government while he was a disciple of Jesus. But look at what the Holy Spirit did in him and through him. So uh, I want to speak hope and life and destiny over these people. Like, sure, breaking the law is wrong, okay? Um, and and there, are, there are boundaries for all these things. But what do you see? Do you, like, what was God showing you for what's next, this new era that we're stepping into? Well, you know, you can't you can't expect the world to do anything other than the things that they do because they don't know Jesus. And, uh, you know, we I believe that we need to we need a rallying point. You know, there's a lot, a lot of talk about unity and so much of the talk about unity is, is nothing more than ecumenical nonsense. We need to rally around in order to have legit unity, there has to be a rallying point, right? Yes. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo, they were there and everybody else was rallying, rallying around the golden image. They decided to rally around the furnace. They took that, they, they surrendered their lives and to, to rally around the furnace, to rally around God. Right. And so, so we need that rallying point. You know, what is that rallying point? It, it, it could, right now, it could be the fact that people, maybe they're praying more because the rallying point is, is fear. Maybe they're afraid of COVID right. and riots and all of this stuff, you know, and, but you, we've got to ask the question. And so we need, we need the Holy Spirit to do something in this hour that captures the attention of many and becomes that rallying point. And, and the spirit of awakening where suddenly people are having encounters or dreams or visions or things in the word are exploding you know, uh, like they haven't before and, and something's happening and, and we just have this almost spontaneous, sudden convergence, this gathering. It's like, we need to rally. Of course, we know we're rallying around Jesus. That's obvious, but more specific, we're rallying around, uh, the end times we're rallying around, uh, repentance. We're rallying around uh, a cry for an encounter for the presence of God. And because very few people out there, you know, and I'm sure you know this, and I'm talking about Christians, they have no clue. They just don't. 
They right. don't know what it is to encounter God. They don't know what it is to have a revelation of Jesus. They don't. They just don't. And they get saved, you know, whether it's a legit salvation or not, but that decision is made, you know, maybe to avoid hell or to, or just because they've hit rock bottom or whatever. And I, and I get that the Holy Spirit can definitely obviously work through all of that, but, but they, they, they haven't had an encounter. And so in the churches today, we need, we need to focus on hunger yes, because, because nothing comes unless we're hungry. And, and it's rare to find a church today where people are so hungry for God that they're not looking to get out the back door, uh, you know, 60 minutes into the service. They want it to end. And we need to rally around the fire, the presence, the furnace of intercession, the, 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 the cry of our hearts to go deeper. And we need that awakening. We need a spiritual awakening in order to do that kind of in mass. Yes. And I, I am committed to awaken this generation. That's my life motto. Awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. And you've been doing this for quite a while as well, calling people to awakening. Do you think that that's what's coming next? It better be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it has to be. You know, there's there's a great falling away. Uh, there's there's a lot of that happening that's going to happen in in much greater measure. I mean, the things that I'm seeing, you know, uh, in the world today. Oh my gosh. You know, in, in California and all of the crazy yeah. laws and Netflix and, and just different things they're putting on. And, I mean, it's just what in the world? And a lot of this stuff's been going on forever, but now it's becoming normalized in our in our culture, right. which is craziness. And the church is just chilling. And right. it's just and what in the world? Have have and I think that's in it. It's indicative of, uh, of the fact that so few in the church have met Jesus, really met him, encountered him, been just 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 seared by his presence, been branded, you know, tapped into his heart, you know, and, and it's very, very, very few. And so now people are living by just kind of a code of ethics, you know, right. and slapping Jesus name on it. And that's that's as far as they go. That's all they need. They're happy with life and they go on doing what they do. We need these these remnant revivalists, these burning ones to uh, to emerge. Oh, so good. And uh, God can use any of us. He's using you. Oh. He's using me. He can use anybody. Yeah. So I, I've been contending for this right now. I've got reports of and it's it's been in my life where no matter how tired I am, I can't sleep. I'm called to pray. Mm -hmm. And there are reports from my contacts overseas that they are praying that people spontaneously, you know, it's not like a concerted effort by any any ministry, but it's just the Holy Spirit prayer watch 24 seven. It's global and it's a move of the Holy Spirit in preparation for what's next, whether it's riots plus revival or whether it's the end of riots and revival. So. What what else do you see coming? I mean, you know, you you've been pouring into revival the last 25 years. So what is it that besides, you know, what is it? What else is coming? I mean, is is there going to be a, a dual thing where there's going to be like two Americas or good and evil or riots and revival? What is there? Yeah, you know, I don't know specifically about that, but but I do know I do know that that the uh uh, the identification or the definition or the revelation of the legitimate end times church, the new Testament church, the biblical church is going, to, is going to be a stark, there's going to be a stark difference between that and the rest of the church world. 
And so we, we need to see that, that dividing line or that line of demarcation. We need to see that for the sake of clarity, not because of, not because of some elitist, we're the, we're the right church, you're the wrong church. I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a people that are marked, they're branded by God. They are in, in very, very well could be a civil war in the church. And to where we're seeing, we're seeing people choose sides, you know, uh, man, it blows my mind that there are, I've, I've had people contact me. They, 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 they come against the prayer movement. They, they say that, that prayer is indicator, an indicator of, of a lack of belief or, or of work or it's works or all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, are you crazy? In fact, one guy told me he was having a prayer meeting to come against my prayer meetings. I'm talking about a spirit, you know, spirit filled Christian guy, whatever. And I'm like, do you even hear what you're saying? And so, but this, it's this remnant that needs to rise up because that it's, that's where the real power is going to be. And we're talking about all of these people out there and the BLM and the writers and all, they have no desire to be involved with the, the ridiculous, typical American church. I don't want to be involved with that. Right. They do want to be involved with something that's life-changing, that's supernatural, that will yes. turn their lives upside down. That's all that, that's all they want. Why would they give their lives to anything other than that? Uh, we don't want to just sign up, you know, to to go to some mystical heaven someday. Right. Uh, right now, we need the power of God desperately, and and so I, you know, I think I think we need to we need to be aware of that, and I think we need to be okay with you know allowing that line of demarcation to come. And mm-hmm. and if you if you don't want to jump on board and you know be full of the spirit and all that, and I'll say this, I I believe you know in my own life I have barometers or litmus tests and. And, and to, you know, just where I'm, where am I at? If, if we're not encountering God, if we're not having, you know, dreams and visions, if, if we're not, like you said, being awakened in the night sometimes or whenever to pray, to intercede, you know, if, if we're not, uh, if the power of God is not on us, if the anointing is not on us, if the, if the word, the Bible isn't, isn't just electric. I mean, it's not always, sometimes it's like, you got to power through it, but I'm telling you what, we should be in the word. It should be electric a lot of the time, tons of the time, most of the time. If all of this stuff's not happening, it should signal that there's a problem with us, not a problem with God, not a problem with the church, not the problem with our pastor, problem with us. So if I'm not hearing God, if I'm not, if I'm not encountering him like that, if I'm not rising up to pray, what's wrong with me? And I think we need to be okay asking that question. I ask myself all the time. What's wrong with me? And uh, uh, where am I at? What's going on with me? How how do I power through this season? But those are very, very good barometers uh, to ask ourselves. Uh, and there's many others. Why is this stuff not happening in my life? And it should concern us because as this end time thing continues to unfold, we can very easily get lost in the shuffle and just, just, yeah. just slide on back, right? Um, if we're not locked in. That's right. And I think those barometers are very helpful. Very helpful for, well, me personally, but also our viewers and listeners. We we love to activate people. We love to, this podcast is not just about information, but impartation and activation. So what has the Holy Spirit led you to do for our viewers and listeners? Yeah, first of all, you know, as I, as we do this, we need, we need to, we need to sign up. You know, I prayed for a lot of people that they haven't signed up. And they're just, they're just there for a quick fix or a quick blessing or whatever. And I leave that to the Lord. If he wants to do that, that's fine. But what I've seen in my life is it's only those who, who are, I mean, they're just undone. They're undone. They're, they're wrecked. They're hungry. They're desperate. And they, and, and, and they don't, they don't want anymore. You know, this, the life they've had, you talk about getting back 
to life as usual or church as usual. And, you know, people are playing video games today and they, and they die. And what do they do? They just go back to the saved point in the game and they try again. We don't need that anymore. We need to change the game. We need a new game. We need to, we need to shut that down and we need to go for something different, but, but, but I'm going to pray. And if you are not willing to pay this type of a price to lay down your life, to take up your cross, Mm -hmm. to, to surrender all, to, to lay all your dreams down, to, to be done with all of that. To, if you're not willing to do that, um, prayer's probably not going to work very well for you. But if you, if you are, the Holy Spirit is going to rock you, absolutely just blow you up. So let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just absolutely know. We know, God, that you are ready to blow our minds. You're ready to, to just, just invade our hearts and invade our spirits and to, and to, to, to confound us, Lord, with, with wisdom that you have. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would, that you would just, just let the fire of the Holy Spirit just rage through everybody that's watching right now, right now, everyone who's listening, let there be just a, an awakening in their spirit. God, I pray that they would just be done. They're just done. They're done with it all. They're done with life as usual. They're done with the way things have been going. They don't want to just start up again at the same point in the game. They're ready for a new game. They're ready for a new revelation. And, and God, I pray that you would line things up in their lives right now. And all they have to do is say yes. And they have to respond and they have to go hard after you and that they would see their entire life shift. Yes. Everything would change. Everything would be different. Not everything would be easy, yes. but everything would be worth it. And I pray God that you would just, yes. you would, you would just supernaturally infuse them with something they've never experienced before. Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen, amen. 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 If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, right where you are, give your life to him. It's not about getting a free ticket to heaven, but it's also about getting heaven into you so that everywhere you go, you could have a relationship with Jesus, but you could also do what Jesus did. Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Holy Spirit will fill you and saturate you as you give your life to him. If you're watching this on King TV, Vision TV, Prayer TV, there's a phone number that you could call. You could send in your prayer requests as well and and just give your life to Jesus right now. Commit wholeheartedly to Jesus. And just as John had prayed, this is a lifestyle. This is a complete lifestyle change in Jesus' name. It's a commitment to live and also even die for Jesus if need be. It's a radical commitment, but it's it's all about Jesus. And I bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. John, what is the best way for people to contact you and get more information about your ministry? Yeah, just go to my website. It's right there, uh, burton.tv and get see all my articles and all of my videos, my media podcasts, connect with me on Facebook, all that kind of stuff there. But uh, yeah, that, that is the way to do it. Awesome, John. Thank you so very much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Guys, if you're listening in, please subscribe, rate and review and even share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google and the Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. 
From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.